0: Hey, it's Anna Sale, and I want to thank you for listening to Death, Sex, and Money, where I explore the big questions and hard choices that are often left out of polite conversation. You can hear new episodes ad-free every week on Amazon
1: Music, where you can find Death, Sex, and Money and all of your Slate favorites without the ads. I had everything painted hot pink. (laughs) So that was when I said, all right, I'm in this and I'm coming out strong. This is Death, Sex, and Money in New Orleans.
0: The show from WNYC about the things we think about a lot and need to talk about more. I'm Anna Sale.
1: It was a Friday afternoon, 5 o'clock, August 26th. The way Simone Bruni remembers it, it started like any other weekend. It was... That last weekend of summer, Um, it was going to be the first Saints preseason home game. And all my co-workers and I were coming down the stairwells. It was Friday. We were laughing. Hey, have a great weekend. I'm going to the Saints game. Me too. You see y'all, you know, Monday. No one knew about the storm. She went to the game at the Superdome.
0: The Saints lost 21 to 6 to the Baltimore Ravens, and she went out afterwards.
1: It was 1130 that night, standing in a bar. And I I just happened to be standing next to a guy. Didn't even know him, still don't. We both looked up at the TV in the corner of the bar, and that was the very first time that we saw that monstrosity of that cloud. And the trajectory had just moved it over New Orleans. That was the first time. That
0: storm demolished everything in Simone's life and created an opportunity she never would have predicted. Simone moved to New Orleans from Brazil when she was three years old.
1: I never left. After college, I quickly went to go work in the hospitality industry, and it was parties, parties, and more parties. (laughs) Simone liked the work. She did it for ten years. But it
0: wasn't the life she expected for herself.
1: I grew up in a very traditional Latin home. My mom did not work. I wanted her life. I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I wanted a family. And those things didn't happen.
0: When Katrina was approaching New Orleans, Simone was 32 years old and living by herself. She just bought a two-bedroom house, which she rushed to evacuate.
1: I threw my jewelry and birth certificate into a rolling ice chest. And um, I grabbed a pillow and a comforter. I boarded up my house. It was a scramble to get any kind of plywood, to get any help. When did you come back? I came back fairly quickly. Um, This is so silly to admit. I came back in with like 15-pound bag of bird seed and like a 10-pound bag of cat food. And the trees were covering the streets. Like you had to, we had to park blocks away. And... It's ludicrous to just even say that, but I was like, "Oh my God, did any of the alley cats survive?" And you think about the birds, and it's just traumatic, and you, you do really irrational things. Did you put out the bird seed? I did. I just dumped it on the on the gray mud front lawn. The fr- I mean, it was and it was still wet. It, mud covered everything. The, f- the really unique thing, there was a silence that. The mud created, it insulated sound, one. And two, there were no sounds to be heard. There were no birds or crickets or just when they're not there, you hear it. And the silence was so loud. Simone's house was
0: destroyed. At the peak of flooding, there was 12 feet of water in her neighborhood. She was also unemployed. About six weeks after the storm, Simone got official word that she was laid off because there was no tourism industry to sell at the moment. She didn't know how she was going to make money or where to start to get back into her house.
1: I did nothing for four to five months. I did nothing. Where were you staying? Someone offered me an apartment in the downtown area that did not flood, and housing was so hard to come by.
0: Were you at a point where it was a question of how you were going to cover bills?
1: Do or die. Um You know, there was definitely that sinking feeling in your stomach that one gets when it's, you're in survival. I knew that I couldn't leave my parents. I wasn't leaving the city. I didn't know what opportunities were here. Um, the only opportunities that I could see were like, you know, waitressing or Starbucks, you know, serving coffee. But there were not many jobs for a good two years after the storm. And, um... It was really just a situation of, you know, blaze your own trail or leave. Hmm. I wasn't I wasn't going to leave so when waves of aid workers showed up to help with storm cleanup, Simone was there. I had been volunteering and leading church groups into the community because there were no street signs. And so I realized the first step to coming home is demolition. She realized this was an opportunity. Having your house demolished is never easy, but it's the first step to a fresh start.
0: And 10 months after the storm, Simone got into the demolition business.
1: So with $250, I bought a $30 box of business cards that said Demo Diva. Dirt's never looked this good. Demo Diva, taking it down to the dirt. Uh, magnets for my car, because I thought, well, if you're legit, you're going to have magnets, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then the rest were in yard signs. What uh, your signs look like? They were pink and black. I only found one printer about an hour and a half away from here. And he's like, ma'am, if we do pink on black, that takes a double run. And I said, run it through twice, but I'm standing out. Again, I was 10 months after the storm. And other people were already here doing demolition. But they were not marketing themselves. They'd go in, they'd hustle a deal, tear down the house, and pull off. I went to all those nice sandy lots that were cleared, and I asked the homeowner if I could put my yard sign out. So within a week, I put out 100 yard signs on jobs I didn't do. And so, (laughs) yes, fake it till you make it, and keep on trucking (laughs) with a big smile.
0: In black was strategic for the customers
1: Simone was after. I targeted women because I figured men would know that I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Um, Wait, so, so it wasn't because you thought women were? And I figured consumers, we- <laughs> but because women could fool. <laughs> I think no, 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 no. Well. Maybe that a little bit. No, I figured that women were. I, I really thought that women would be a little bit more compassionate towards me. Um, yeah. I didn't know what any of the equipment was called. I figured women, like women, were in my shoes, kind of fearful of this this decision. And I also thought women were going to be the decision makers of those homes. You know, so I'm like, all right, I'm going for the decision maker or the compassionate one. How quickly did business pick up? Oh, like with immediately, immediately. I um, I remember an entire demolition of a city block. That was my big break. When I got that contract, I said, that's it. I'm going to buy my excavator, and I bought five dumpsters, and I parked them right in front of the interstate where everyone drives to work, and they saw it that day. And I I just left it there, and that's when I really just showboated, and I'm like, Demo Diva's here as a real entity. (laughs) ¶¶ Coming up, how the demo diva went from hiring contractors
0: to her own demolition workers,
1: all of them men. I wish I could have a woman. I've tried. That is a career field for women. It's very, it's very delicate, all in the fingertips.
0: Seventy percent of the housing units in New Orleans were damaged by Katrina and the flood that followed. It was just so bad, they tore it down. That included the duplex where Big Frida, the star of New Orleans' bounce music, was living. I don't know why they didn't build it back. Ten years ago, Big Frida was trapped with her uncle, brother, her sister, and her sister's newborn baby when their neighborhood filled with water after the storm. Then we had to cut the hole into the roof and get higher because the water started, like, seeping in all in the hallways and the steps and the house. It was just the scariest thing that I've ever went through. Big Frida is one of the five people I talked to in New Orleans about the 10 years since the storm. She was part of a major black migration out of the city after Katrina. In fact, Orleans Parish had 100,000 fewer black residents in 2013 than it did in the 2000 census. In the next episode in our series in New Orleans, hear why two years after the storm, Big Frida came back. You know, you hear everybody, the hype and, oh, it's going to come back bigger and better and... You know, the money was plentiful. You know, a lot was happening after Katrina. I mean, money slinging everywhere. You know, everybody had human checks, girl. Hear Big Frida's story and her hard-charging bounce music in our series in New Orleans. This is Death, Sex, and Money from WNYC. I'm Anna Sale. Simone Bruni's new career may have been in demolition, but she quickly got a sense
1: that all her years in marketing were paying off. I remember going through a McDonald's, and I was going through the drive-thru, and there was a young girl that said, Are you the demo diva? And it was the first time that I had been addressed in that as a persona. And I said, uh, yeah. And she said to me, you go, girl. And
0: at the height of your busyness, how much demolition were you doing? We were
1: doing, at my peak, we were doing two houses a day, every day, for probably a year. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Can you just tell me about the conversation
0: where you were asking for someone to paint the excavator hot pink?
1: Yeah. I was still dealing with my subcontractors. And... the the abuse back to me was really getting more and more like they were holding me over a barrel and I didn't have a lot of control of the jobs and so this one particular morning, one of the guys working for me started in and I said, you know what? That's it. And I went and bought a brownie and an iced coffee, a comfort food. And I said, I'm going to buy my own equipment. And so I drove out to the place, you know, um, on airline highway to buy my equipment and uh, I walked in and I said, is Rodney here? Is a salesman who had been trying to get me by? And they're like, no, ma'am. He, so she calls. She goes, Demo Divas here. Demo Divas here. <laughs> and he's like, keep her there. I'm coming back. So I'm sitting there eating my brownie and drink like a child, you know, like sucking on her bottle. Like, I, I can do this. <laughs> And so he said, I have one on the yard right now. I can sell you. I said, okay. We signed the deal. And I said, okay, could you price me to paint it pink? And he said, well, wait, let me explain to you how heavy equipment goes. You buy this and you keep it for about three or four years and you trade it in. And then we're going to upgrade you. And I was like, um, well, this is a purchase, right? And he goes, yeah. I said, okay, it's mine. He said, Yeah. I said, okay, I want it painted pink. I'm not, I said, this baby's going in the Hall of Fame. How much does an excavator cost? They're around 150 to 175 So I had it, you know, financed. Yeah. Is and that still the excavator you It's used? still working, yes. She, I just came from the job site, and she's... Her name is Smashing Star because she looks smashing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Simone says Demo Diva now does millions of dollars in business a year. Her office walls are dotted with framed newspaper articles and 8x10 photos with dignitaries. Is that Warren Buffett? Yes. Pretty impressive. Yes. Simone's life has changed in other ways. She fell in love three years ago and got married last year. It's a different marriage than the one she envisioned before the storm because of her business.
1: When you married, was it difficult to think about how to share resources with your husband? Yes, it still is. Um, I think that, you know, um, my accountant told me something that really changed me. He said, Simone, why would you stress about this when you found love? Because I I was really worked up about do we do a prenup and do we do this and um, what's mine is mine and what's his is his and let it be that way but it's different now I think that when I found someone that I want to share everything with I want to share that happiness with them but at the same time same way that I remember starting Demo Diva is the same way that I feel about it now and it's protect your bank account and so sharing in the resources of like like oh I'll treat for this you know that's part of um, just the respect to the union of the marriage but uh, I get really protective of the business yeah it's really that's that's been a, a really An area that I probably have thought the most about is how to protect the business that no one, you know, husband or ex-employees or lawsuits could harm the business because it's a a precious entity. Yeah. Do you still feed animals? I do. I have my baby squirrels in the kitchen. I just, yeah, here. What does that mean? Two baby little squirrels. And actually, it's their feeding time. So what I do is I warm their milk. You know, we do trees. Like whenever we're going to demolition jobs, I have uh, we have to do a lot of tear down a lot of trees, and so I've notified all the tree companies that when they find baby squirrels, to call me. Your eyes are closed. I carry them around in my makeup case with a with a um, heating pad. Oh. <laughs> I haven't even named them. I would never want to go back into nature if I was carrying around a makeup (laughs) case with eating back. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's Simone Bruni, owner of Demo Diva in New Orleans. You can see a picture of her with Smashing Star, the hot pink excavator, on our website. Go to deathsexmoney.org slash in New Orleans.
1: I'm just really into squirrels.
0: Death, Sex, and Money is a production of WNYC. The team includes Katie Bishop, Emily Botine, James Ramsey, Rachel Aronoff, and Benjamin Franklin. Special thanks to Anna Hyatt, Zoe Azoulay, Stephanie Billman, Andrew Dunn, Rick Kwan, David Herman, and Joe Plourd for their work on this series. To Lane Kaplan-Levinson for reporting help in New Orleans, and to Terry Coleman for introducing us to the Demo Diva. The Reverend John DeLore and Steve Lewis wrote our theme music. And this is the Outerboro Brass Band performing it. Thanks to band members Jeff Pierce, Scott Bourgeois, Rick Faulkner, Joe Scataza, and Jason Isaac. I'm on Twitter at Anna Sale. The show is at Death Sex Money. You can sign up for our weekly email newsletter at DeathSexMoney.org newsletter. And the Demo Diva has expanded her business to include more hot pink dumpsters and a mill to process reclaimed wood. Is the, the wood mill that you're running called Demo Diva, or does it have a different name? It's actually, name?
1: I, it's called Reclaim Diva, and oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do I picture, Reclaim Tell me, what do you doing? I like, picture like an
0: old diva who's had some work done.
1: Hey, I like that.
0: <laughs> That's a good idea. I'm Anna Sale, and this is Death, Sex, and Money from WNYC.